Paleo, quick tip of the day, number 128. No gym needed. Not for perfectly paleo exercise. One of the biggest deterrents to someone actually doing the exercise that their body is crying out for is this. They think they need to join a gym that's expensive and intimidating to the uninitiated And then, of course, they have to find the time to get there. Driving over, getting into your special workout clothes, waiting in lines to use fancy machines or heavy weights on supports, and lying on benches covered with the previous user's sweat. And music you may hate is often blaring at you, and lines of folks pedal away on bicycle trainers going nowhere watching TV. That drives me nuts doesn't sound too appealing, does it? It's not. And so, unsurprisingly, most people simply give it all up and say, I just walk, when the subject of exercise comes up. While walking is fine, most people just walk really fast for exercise. You've seen them. This is silly and unproductive. Walking is not meant to be rushed not speed walking, and then drive the rest of the time when they are not on their one-half-hour really fast, dorky-looking walk through the mall or the neighborhood. So, I will agree. Rule number one of perfectly paleo exercise, walk, but walk barefoot, outside in the grass when you can. Pumping small weights a la heavy hands is ideal and a great total body workout can be had pleasantly, if not easily, in 10 to 15 minutes, your whole body. And otherwise, just walk into town if you can, or at least just park at the very back of the parking lot when you shop. It never adds more than a few minutes at most to your trip, and it makes parking easy and really safe for your vehicle and adds health to your life. Rule number two. Exercise at home. That's right, in your living room, your den, your basement, wherever. I have my gymnastic rings hanging in the basement, and it is so fast and convenient and productive to just go down there and do some push-ups, pull-ups, flies, one-legged squats, rows, L-sits. It never takes longer than about 30 minutes to totally stimulate the entire musculature safely and very productively. And there's no spine compression like with a barbell on your back or shoulder destruction from bench pressing a heavy barbell. And flexibility is also enhanced, not destroyed. Rule number three, workout. Hopefully daily or near daily and do it first thing in the morning. Come up with a sequence that works well for you. I vary mine slightly from day to day, but each day usually has a focus. For instance, tomorrow is push-up day. I'll get up nice and early. I'll go to bed nice and early, so I am glad to get up nice and early. And then I have the living room and the television all to myself. And then I'll walk in, coffee in hand, 
and start my Netflix show as I begin slowly flexing and working out. Virtual resistance is how I always begin. Slow, intentional flexing of each muscle group in the body throughout the entire range of motion for 7 to 10 reps each. Rule number four, stretch. After my whole body has been worked via virtual resistance, I get down on my floor mat and go through a series of stretches. This is very important. I also work my ankles, my hands, and I massage my bare feet, which also works my hands. I always exercise barefoot when I can and finish with a long hold of a back bridge, adjusting my spine while I get the blood into my head. It feels great invigorating. Rule number five, do push-ups. You don't need to do them every day. I like to concentrate them, for the most part, into two times per week. Sundays, I do push-ups on the rings, and Thursdays, I use the perfect push-up rotating push-up handles. You've seen those around, I'm sure. I do them with my legs elevated, and I do sets with regular width grip, wide grip, and then narrow grip. 30, 25, and 20 lately. Then I repeat for at least four sets, sometimes up to 10 sets. If I do the four sets, that's a total of 260 reps. I pause briefly between sets and sometimes do isometrics and self-resisted exercises as I pause. This is much more beneficial than any sort of heavyweight training or long-distance running since it develops the entire body in a very beneficial way, giving your body a symmetry of proportion. Useful muscles strengthen tendons and ligaments, not bulky, blocky muscles and the protruding stomach of a heavy weightlifter with, let me also add, not very strong tendons and ligaments, not useful strength. Rule number six, get a rebounder. I don't want you to spend a lot on anything. After all, I haven't asked you to join a gym, get special shoes or clothes, or anything much. Ideally, you will have a one-time purchase and installation of gymnastic rings by the heavy-duty Perfect Push-Up Handles. The standard ones wear out quickly. I've seen them even Target, Walmart, and a mat for the floor. I got a rubber yoga mat at Target. I think it was like, I don't know, 15 bucks. But do get a rebounder, which is a mini trampoline. Nothing comes close to stimulating your lymph system, which processes your waste products from the body, and it naturally enhances the virtual resistance exercises as you gently bounce on it. It's crucial. You actually have to experience rebounding to realize how healthy it is. I always finish up with the ab bounce. I'm just bouncing up and down on my butt, but that really gets your abs, your entire core. And all you need is a cheap rebounder. You don't need these rebounders to cost five or $600. Mine, like my mat, was from Target. It was $30. I've had it, and I've used it daily for years. Rule number seven, do sit-ups. I'm really coming to believe my grade school gym teachers had it right back in the 1950s and early 60s. 
They had us doing multiple sets of push-ups and sit-ups along with jumping jacks and burpees, chin-ups, and rope climbing. What could be more paleo than that? I really enjoyed those back in the day, and I'm still doing the same thing now. Now I'm 64. Somewhere along the line, bodybuilders started doing crunches, which were said to totally isolate the abs. B.S. Well, they do just isolate the abs, but that's not what you want. I think they caught on because they are really easy. Do sit-ups. Put your hands behind your head like you were taught if you're as old as me. Probably not, not anymore, but you put your hands behind your head or your neck. Do not anchor your feet under anything. And sit up all the way, getting your head down as low in front as you can. After a while, you will be touching your nose to your knees or close to it. This is not just for the abs in isolate, like the crunch. This, like the push-up, is a total body exercise and is particularly beneficial to the back and spine. Tuesdays are sit-up day, along with Hindu squats, which are high rep squats to the floor, swinging the arms as you go all the way down. It's very taxing, slow, regular push-ups with hands flat on the floor, and several other exercises I have adopted over the years. All are detailed in my ebook, Perfectly Paleo Exercise, and in Paleo J's Smoothie Cafe Paperback. And rule number eight, exercise. It's not optional. Just like eating, our ancestral bodies really require regular exercise natural exercise, not machine exercise, that satisfies our flexibility, strength, and aerobic needs. Good sleep, good natural foods made by God, not man. This means no gluten. And exercise are all necessary for health and well-being. Get started tomorrow. Just go in the living room and do some push-ups and sit-ups. I don't care if you can only do one repetition of each. Do one, rest, do another, and so on. If that's all you can do, then that is as good for you as hundreds are to someone else. Do a little stretching, eat well that day in a paleo or ancestral sort of way, go to bed early, and do it again tomorrow. I guarantee... It will be easier even that very next day. And rule number 9 and 10, repeat. I live outside most of the time. I raise the food I need. I hunt and gather all of my own seeds and my
Hey, hey, hey. 